Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Aaron Eisman. They call me Rabbi E. I am here with my dear friend, Mr. Andrew Perlman. We are about to take a very beautiful, exhilarating deep dive into the upcoming holiday of Shavuot and this week's Torah portion, Bar Midbar. First we have Bar Midbar, then we have Shavuot. And let's take a... Let's take some time to understand these incredible days. Mr. Andrew Perlman, how are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I am doing amazing. I am super duper excited. As you know, this weekend is incredibly jam-packed with awesome holiness. Uh, This weekend is the portion of Bamidbar. And then immediately as the sun sets on Shabbat, we go directly into the holiday of Shavuot. And uh, let's try to understand Shavuot and by Midbar, the Torah portion. Let's wrap it all together and try to get everything we can out of this incredible weekend. Are you ready, Mr. Perlman? I cannot wait. I'm excited. So here we go, my friend. Imagine you go on a date, right? The guy goes on his first date. So he gets a new suit. He wants to look good. He wants to look snazzy. And he gets, you know, cleans his car and shines his car. And he goes uh, to a nice restaurant and he goes on the first date. And then, you know, they say, well, they like each other. They go on the second date. And again, they get the nice car and a, a new suit. So they've got style. And he goes on to, uh, you know, it's another beautiful restaurant. Now, eventually, the couple gets married. And after a while, they're no longer worried about the fancy car or the fancy restaurant it's just about them being together without the props they don't need the externals they're just they're sitting in their front yard and you know they're just wearing a t-shirt or whatever and they're totally comfortable now where is the relationship stronger mr problem i think that the relationship is probably stronger when you're not worrying about the material possessions in your life exactly you're you're sort of just together you know what is a date a date is when i'm with you that's the real date i don't need the externals this sunday and monday is the holiday of shavuot shavuot is the day that we receive the torah and we have the three major holidays as you'll remember is our passover Sukkot and Shavuot and Sukkot, right? Passover was the time we got out of Egypt. Sukkot was the time that God protected us in the desert. When we're traveling in, in the desert and we sit in the Sukkot, we have the four species that we shake on the, on the holiday of Sukkot. Passover and Sukkot are full of props, full of props stimulating and reminding us of our relationship. We eat the matzah, the, the bread of affliction. We eat the maror. The bitter herbs. We have, the, you know, we have we have so many different props on Seder night that sort of trigger our memory to remember that relationship. And on Sukkot, we sit in the Sukkah, and we have the four species. And there's so many props, sort of helping us to trigger and remember. Like we walk up, we sleep in the Sukkah, we eat in the Sukkah. Why the Sukkah is is a temporary hut to remind ourselves that. We're always living in a temporary hut, even we live, even though our houses are big and strong and powerful. But you know, things happen, and we we'll always need God's protection. 
So Pazler and Sukkot are chock full of props. Why is it that Shavuot is so empty? There's no props. We just get the Torah. And the idea is, my friend, that that is the ultimate relationship. When you don't need props, it's just us and God connecting with the Torah. It's just us and God connecting with the Torah. What is the Torah? The Torah is the book, the guide for how we can be like God. It's sort of working on our relationship without any external any externals. And that's the ultimate, the ultimate relationship. So the holiday of Shavuot, I encourage everybody to take, get some books and dive in to that relationship where we don't need anything but each other. We are one with God. Arise the Yisrael, but arise with Kutcha The Jewish people and the Torah and God are all one. How do we connect? We connect by studying the Torah. So that's the ultimate day when you don't need any other props. It's just us and the Creator. What do you say, Mr. Perlman? That's beautiful. I mean, it's, it's incredibly... Uh, I never really thought about how... On Passover and Sukkot, I mean, it's obvious that we use those things to remind ourselves of these events, um, and 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 then in turn instill them into our lives. But it's amazing also to then say, well, let's just celebrate the relationship itself. Like we don't need a we don't need all these props to uh, realize the uh, relationship we have with with God and the infinite. Exactly, exactly, and it's fascinating to see, my friend that another interesting thing about Shavuot is that there is no date for when, when it is, right? We have the Rosh Hashanah, we have Yom Kippur, we have uh, Sukkot, we have Passover. Everything's got a date. When, when, you know, when, when should it be celebrated? There's no date for Shavuot. It's 50 days out after coming out of Egypt. What is the idea that Shavuot doesn't have a date of its own. And the, the incredibly beautiful concept I heard from David Shapiro, and it's so obvious once you hear it, is that Shavuot is the real exodus from Egypt. In other words, Shavuot and Passover are intrinsically necessary, intrinsically United, you need Shavuot for the true freedom. You see, when we got out of Egypt, we were free. We're no longer slaves. But once you're not a slave, so so what? But how do you express yourself? How do you become? How do you how do you be? Who are you? Right? He gave a beautiful example. He said, Imagine you open the barn door and all the animals run out, so they're free. But one gets hit by a truck. One gets stolen by some thieves, right? One gets lost in the woods, right? So they're free. They can go anywhere, but they don't know where to go. True freedom is having direction. And you see that so clearly today. We have so much freedom, so much freedom in the palm of our hand. We can go to China and, and, and FaceTime to, to uh, Tokyo and, and, and travel. We know so much 
We have, we have such unlimited power. The average person has unlimited power to do anything. Yet, you see, very often, it doesn't bring people happiness and satisfaction and contentment and serenity. People are anxious and worried and fearful and stressed. And how could that be? So much freedom. Why are you stressed? And the answer is, it's obvious. You're stressed because you don't have direction. So Shavuot is the culmination of the Exodus. Yes, on Passover, we became physically free. But the true freedom is only when you know how to express your freedom, when you know how to become, when you know how to, uh, when you know how to express yourself to be, and that's Shavuot with the giving of the Torah, with the with the um, with the guidebook of how how to how to, how to function. Right? Imagine somebody gives you an expensive present. Uh, I don't know, a, a supercomputer or maybe a jet airplane, right? And like, whoa, that's so awesome. I can't believe I have it. That's incredible. But they don't give you the instruction manual. So it's pointless. It's like you don't even know how to use it and you don't know how to get anything out of it because you don't know how to, how to turn it on. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to do anything. But if he gives you the instruction manual as well, so that's when the, the, the final or the real freedom comes. Once you know how to do it, that's the same. That's what the Torah is. At 50 days after we got out of Egypt, we had our physical freedom. But then on Shavuot, 50 days later, we, we uh, become truly free once we receive the Torah. That's beautiful. I mean, I think it's, it's so true that just not being... Uh enslaved to a person doesn't mean that you're free to to be who the true essence of you is um so i I think that it's it's so that's such a beautiful such a beautiful thought um absolutely incredible i want to just tie in this torah portion you know the portion about midbar um so I wanted to ask three questions on the portion about Midbar. So the portion about Midbar is almost always right before Shavuot. So why is it? Why is it so important? If you look into the portion about Midbar, it's, it starts off with a census. and goes in such detail. census of the Jewish people. The Jewish people um, came out, uh, we got the Torah, and then, um, and, and then uh, Moses is commanded to count the Jewish people. And each person is given, is each tribe, is uh is the number is given for each tribe so why is it i mean you know why is that what how they connected to shavuot that people should we should know how many how many jews are in each tribe how many people there are why why is that important the second question is the um the 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 term for counting when god tells Moses to count the jewish people he doesn't say count there's says lift up uh lift up their heads so, like, why not just say count them? Why does they lift up their heads? And then the third question is that we we also have in the portion of a midbar that the uh, the Jews to travel they have to travel in formation. Now that we have the Mishkan, about a year, a little under a year after the giving of the Torah, the uh, Jewish people built this Mishkan, the tabernacle. It's a house for God. It's like a portable temple, like you know the Western Wall in Jerusalem. So the it was like a portable home for God it, that they traveled with. 
And there was the formation of how they should travel, three tribes in the front, three tribes on the left, three tribes on the right, three tribes on the back, in the back. And they each had their own flag, uh, you know, symbolizing what their mission is. And the question is, until now, they didn't have formations. So why is the formation so important after we have the mission, after we have the tabernacle? When they, before they had the tabernacle, they didn't have specific formation of how to travel. So those three questions. Number one is, why is counting the Jews right before the holiday of Shavuot? Number two, why does it say counting? It says lift up the head, which means counting. But why, why that interesting terminology? And finally, why does the formation only come after the, uh, after the, uh, after the Mishkan is ready to travel? And here is, uh, you know, the answer is, Shavuos exclamation point and let's let's because uh, let, let's try to understand why why is it so important to know the numbers of the Jewish people before Shavuot when when what do we read about the census the answer is my dear friend that that is the vital message of Shavuos the Torah is for each single individual every single one of us has a portion in the Torah, not only has a portion of the Torah, but has a responsibility to disseminate the Torah. Let's not forget the Torah was given into a barbaric, crazy world where, you know, killing babies if they were disabled or if they were female or if they were, you know, not, not what we wanted at the time, right? And, and, uh, and throwing, throwing people, poor people to the lions and, uh, and, and crazy uh, promiscuity and crazy uh, um, um, a world a world that was, was these morals and ethics and values were so foreign the, the, the concepts that we take so for granted now of of respect and the brotherhood of mankind and loving your neighbor and honoring your parents and giving charity and taking care of the poor and 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 returning lost objects and visiting the sick, right? All these concepts that the Torah introduced to the world, the Bible introduced to the world, and we've come so far, right? Nowadays, if there's a natural disaster in a country, it's, it's standard fare that every, every country should send a delegation to help. Like, uh, everyone's like, of course, it's so obvious. But where do these ideas come from? The fact that there's a welfare system, the fact that there's a natural tendency to help people the natural everyone understands honoring your parents and 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 uh and, and these are all concepts that are came straight from the torah it is the responsibility of every single individual to learn the torah live the torah know the torah and disseminate the wisdom of the torah into their sphere of influence it is our responsibility you know sometimes you're listening to the news don't do it too much by the way and you hear about, um, you hear about, uh, you know, somebody did a, a crime and you say, oh man, I can't believe that. Right. And then if the person has a Jewish name, you're like, oh gosh, like, you know, it's like a bad, like you turn a little red, like, wow. Like, uh, you know, Bernie Madoff or whatever. Like there's a, a sort of an embarrassment that, that, uh, that a Jewish person would do something like that. But the truth is that we should turn red even when a non-Jewish name comes on even when somebody who, who's not jewish does something bad it's it's 
we should feel the responsibility. You know why? Because it is our job to live the Torah in such a way that the entire world feels it, knows it, understands it, connects to it, and lives it. And if the world is not there yet, we really have to step up our efforts of learning the Torah. So we start with the census of the Jewish people right before uh, Shavuos to remind ourselves that each individual person, each individual Jew has to live the Torah, has to know the Torah, has to learn the Torah, has to build a relationship with God in such a way that it permeates our essence. And then our whole sphere of influence, there's nobody in history that has my talents, my connections, my experiences, my abilities. There's nobody in the history of the world. I am put here to accomplish incredible things, not just to be a, an accountant, not just to be a, a, a gas station attendant or a plumber or a doctor or a lawyer or a politician. That's not what my, I was put here for. I was put here in order to build, to express my true self, to express who I really am. And that is the, that is, that is the mission. That's why we have the senses. You matter. Every single individual matters. Let's count every single individual. Every single individual matters. That's obviously also why it says lift up the heads. Don't just count them. Lift them up. Appoint them. My friend, we need you. We need you so badly. We, you, you, you can be so awesome. You have to apply yourself. You have to jump in. You have to uh, save your little corner of the world by living, living the, 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 uh, the, the, the Torah. And just to answer the third question, why was the formation not given before the Mishkan? And this is also, uh, you know, can really shed light on how, how we achieve world peace. Until the Mishkan was there, the Mishkan uh, really received the holiness of Sinai. Sinai was the, uh, you know, Sinai was obviously very holy. But after the, uh, the Jews traveled, the, that holiness was sort of transferred into the Torah. And in, which was, you know, which is the the uh, the Aron, the Mishkan, the the, the is is the Torah. And when they travel before having the Mishkan, there was no formation. When they before they had the Mishkan to travel, there was no formation because it can cause strife. If there's a formation, you have your flag, and I have my flag. Hey, you have a cooler flag. You have a cooler mission. Or I don't want to. I don't want to be in the back. I want to be in the front. I don't want to be on this side. It's too sunny over here. There's, there's sort of fighting and excuse me, there's sort of squabbling uh, if there's a formation. So there was no formation on how they traveled through the desert until they had the Mishkan. Why does the formation? Why does the Mishkan make them not squabble? It's obvious. It should be clear because the Mishkan, the Torah, is what unites us. We're all united around the Mishkan. We're all united around the Torah. We're all one being trying to. Uh, trying to uh, live the Torah, perpetuate the Torah. So there's no jealousy, there's no hatred. You're doing your thing, I'm doing my thing, right? The left fielder is not jealous of the shortstop. The shortstop is not jealous of the catcher. Why? Because we're all trying to win the game. And that's the same thing when we're all camped around the Mishkan. We're internalizing this message that we're all one. We have one mission. Each one of us is vitally important, but as a, col as a collective community, we all have to work together perpetuate the Torah. Let's teach the Torah. Let's disseminate the Torah. Let's support each other in the Torah. You need help learning about this idea. So come, let me help you. And maybe you'll help me uh, learning about this idea. And I need a, I need some money in order to uh, start a school over here. And I need uh, some guidance on how to, 
how to teach this topic and I need, right? And we're all working together around the Torah. So as we travel through life, we need to surround ourselves, surround the Torah. That's what. That's why there's, there will be no strife. And so are, you're rich, I'm poor, you're talented, I'm not so talented, you're gorgeous, I'm not so gorgeous. It doesn't really matter our physical uh, attributes. So, you know, our physical body, the physical self, what really matters is our connection to the Torah, to the infinite. And that's how we bring world to We're all united around ideas of morality, ethics, unity. And that's the holiday of Shavuot. Again, when there's no props, it's just us and the creator. It's us internalizing values and morals and ethics into being uh, our best selves and uplifting the entire world along with us. May we internalize the messages of Shavuot and uh, get there and uh, embrace the Torah, learn the Torah, live the Torah. Spread the Torah. What do you say, my friend, Mr. Andrew Perlman? Uh, it's beautiful. That's fantastic. Because it's also, uh, I mean, as you were saying, within like true freedom can only be achieved when there is a structure in place. And so for that specific structure with everyone so gladly joining hands and, and creating that um, allows for such more meaningful interactions between each other um so i think that's really that's really beautiful 100%. thank you all so much for tuning in have a beautiful weekend have a beautiful shabbos a beautiful shavuot and uh if you can uh feel free to reach out with any questions rabbi e at meor.org leave a review and help us spread the message. Have a beautiful Shabbos and a beautiful holiday.